Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. We are wrapping up the week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bent Your Life. This episode was originally aired October 11th, 1950. So, George, what is that secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is grass. G-R-A-S-S. Really? You Bet Your Life! More than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You'll Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Groucho! That's me, Groucho Marx! Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. George Fenneman, who's face to try for it? Well, we asked if there were any young people present tonight who'd like to get married if they found the right partner. I see. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected uh, Christine Carson and Dan Metzger. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, kids, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you see every day. Uh, Christine uh, Carson and Dan Metzger. Miss uh, Christine Carson. Uh, shall I call you Christine, or do you have a nickname? Well, ev- everybody calls me Chris, and then Mother used to call me Ouija. Where are you from, Ouija? <laughs> we get familiar very quickly. It's about as far as I get with my familiarity. But at least it's a step in the wrong direction. Huh? Where are you from, Ouija? I'm, Didn't I'm... I say that a minute ago? <laughs> I'm even bored with myself, and the show hasn't even started yet. Huh? Now, which one is Weege? I forgot. Huh? Oh, you, huh? Well, every time I holler Weege, you throw your hand up. Huh? Now, where, where are you from? I'm from Oakland, California. Oakland, huh? Dan uh, Metzger, huh? What's your nickname, Dan? Well, some call me Dan, Danny, or I have friends that call me Daniel Boom. How close do you know these people? Huh? <laughs> uh, where are you from, uh, Dan? Melford, Saskatchewan, Canada. Oh. Somebody out there from Port Jervis. <laughs> How old are you, Mr. Boone? Thirty years old. Thirty years old. Well, that's a ripe old age. And, uh, and Ouija, uh, what is your age? I'm 23. 23, eh? Well, you're a mighty attractive-looking girl, huh? Now, Fenneman says you'd like to get married if you found the right partner. Is, is that right, uh, Ouija? 
Yes, I would. Well, that's a very worthy objective. Right? <laughs> and I hope you take your objective. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Boom, would you like to get married? Eventually, yes. Well, that's a sneaky answer if I ever heard it. <laughs> what do you mean? Do you, you, what's your reason? Or have you completely lost well, your reason? Well, I would. After all, we all like the uh, things that go with married life. We all like to settle down and have darling little wife and children, what have you. Are you asking me or telling me? <laughs> what did you say? You'd like to have a family, is that it? Oh, well, is there any particular family that you crave? I, mean? <laughs> I must say that you're the most reluctant bridegroom I've met this year. Uh, maybe I'll have more luck with, with uh, Ouija here. Uh, who, do, who do you work for, Christine? Arthur Murray. Oh, is that so? I've known Arthur Murray for 40 years. He makes the best chop suey on 7th Avenue. <laughs> How long have you worked in that hash house? <laughs> oh, that chop house, I guess. That, that's the wrong Murray. I work for the one who teaches dancing. Oh, well, as you're crazy about typesickery, and I'm crazy about chop suey. <laughs> However, we can still be friends. Dan, where, where do you work? I'm an instructor with the Hollywood uh, boarding stable, riding stable. Oh, well, maybe I can marry you to Christine before the night's over. At least you're sort of a groom already, aren't you? <laughs> What do you do at Arthur Murray's, Christine? I, I teach dancing. Could, could you teach me to dance? Well, of course. What makes you so sure, you know? <laughs> Others have tried and failed. Well, Mr. Murray has a very wonderful system, and in 35 years, there have only been three people that he couldn't teach to dance. And, and who were they? They were idiots. <laughs> Anyone for shuffleboard? <laughs> Christine, suppose I wanted to become a social sensation overnight and I decided to take some lessons from Mr. Murray. Now, I come slinking into your studio. What happens? Well, you're greeted by a, a woman interviewer and you're taken on a tour of the studio. You're taken into a private room where the... Uh, <laughs> In a private room, eh? Yes, so that the... Um, the, the, so that the uh, analysis can be made so that she can uh, study your character and your dancing. Well, she may not learn much about my dancing, but she'll learn a lot about my character. <laughs> now, what next? Well, then, after the complete analysis has been made, you would be turned over to an instructor. The police, probably, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. Now, what'd you say? I, I said you would be turned over to me. Oh, now you're talking. Huh? <laughs> well, it took a long time to get around to that, but it was certainly worth it. What are you going to teach me? Well, uh, first I'd have to teach you how to hold a girl. <laughs> you're kidding, aren't you? <laughs> well, now, Dan, let's get back to your stable. Suppose I wanted you to teach me to ride. Where do we begin? Well, we begin with the reins. Can we get an umbrella with this lesson? Or... No. Okay, I know all about the reins. What next? Well, you take the reins in your left hand, grasp the uh, saddle with your right, put your left foot in the left stirrup, and then throw yourself all the way over. <laughs> Am I on the horse now? Well, you're supposed to be, yes. That's what you mm -hmm. think. I'm on the other side of the horse, flat on my face. Now, Dan, what do you do? What do you look for in a good riding horse? 
Well, the first thing I look for is a pair of beautiful eyes. Nice long mane, curvaceous neck, nice teeth. Kiss me, you fool. <laughs> Christine, I, I think he's proposing. Uh... Well, I think you make a, a lovely couple, and I, I think you're going to be very happy as you ride through life together waltzing on that horse. Now, in just a minute, you're going to work together for a chance at $1,000. But right now, I want you to pay close attention to Fenneman. The word reliability is mighty important. And it's a mighty important word to your DeSoto Plymouth dealer, too. For whenever you need service for your car, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer wants to make sure you get reliable service. And as car owners from coast to coast know, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer also handles two really great cars. The brilliant DeSoto and the beautiful Plymouth. When you own a DeSoto, you'll enjoy the pleasure of driving without shifting. You'll thrill to the ease of DeSoto's feather-touch steering. And you'll experience the feeling of greater security when you bring the DeSoto to a stop. No car in America has bigger brakes. Yes, for a smooth-riding car that's economical to operate, DeSoto is the car to buy. So drive a DeSoto before you decide. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Look for those two great names linked together. DeSoto... Plymouth. Now, you're going to play your bet your life for $1,000. Fenneman, tell them the rules. Each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that 20 as they want on each of four questions. The couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. You see, our other two couples are in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know what's going on out here. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected farm animals and birds as your category. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? Five. Five dollars, all right. What kind of a farm animal is a hereford? H-E-R-E-F-O-R-D. That's a cow. That certainly is, eh? That's right. It's a cow. And they're on their way with $25. All right, you guys, you're on your way with $25. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the 25 will you risk? Ten. Let's hmm? try Fifteen. Fifteen? Fifteen. All right. Uh, what is a perturin? It's a horse. A horse, a horse is horse. correct. You folks are really climbing now. You have $40. You got $40, and uh, here's your third question. $30. How much are you going to bet? $30. $30. What is a New Zealand white? New Zealand white. It's a chicken. You agree with that? I don't know. We'll, take well I'm sorry, but it, it's a rabbit. Oh. They taste a good deal alike, but it was the wrong answer. And they've dropped to $10, Groucho. Well, that's a shame. You dropped to $10. All right. Now, here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much will you bet? Ten. Okay. What is a leghorn? It's a chicken. A chicken is correct. And they wind up with a grand total of $20. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Now, stick around now. You may get a chance at the big question. Friends, our next couple has been in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know the secret word is grass. Perhaps they'll say it while they're talking to you, Groucho. Okay, right. fellas, bring them in. Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a trash man and a housewife to be his partner. And here they are, Marshall Rabins and Christina McLean. Meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, welcome How to You Bet Your Life. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you see every day. Uh, Mr. Marshall uh, Rabins, you're a trash collector, eh? Oh, that's right. 
Pretty snappy dresser for a trash collector. You only work in daytime. <laughs> this isn't part of the stuff that you collected, uh, uh, No, I don't have that kind of luck. Are you in business for yourself? Uh, yes, I am. What do you call your business? A uh, Yellow Barrel Company. And uh, Christina McLean. Is it? That's right. That's a Scotch name, huh? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Nice one, too. Thank you. What sort of work does your husband do, Mrs. McLean? Uh, he's a retired railroad man. Mm-hmm. Do you have any trash at your house, uh... Why, of course. Every housewife has trash. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, some women think a lot of their husbands. <laughs> How did you meet your husband, uh, Mrs. Mack? I'll call you Mrs. Mack, huh? All right, that's fine. Well, um, I went home from work one day, and uh, my mother was having the winter cold put in, and she was also canning strawberries. So I was going down the cellar steps quite gingerly, carrying this crate of strawberries, when a voice said, uh, would you like some help there? So when he said that, I was so scared, I dropped the strawberries and fell down the rest of the steps. Well, the fellow, he came out and tried to help me, and my mother came to the cellar door, and she yelled, for heaven's sake, what's going on down there? He said, well, I'm trying to help your daughter pick up the strawberries, and she thought he meant pick them, and uh, she didn't know Your mother didn't hear very well, huh? No, she was up in the kitchen. She couldn't hear me. Does she hear well in the kitchen? Huh? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't even know your mother. <laughs> oh, you'd like her if you did. Oh, I'd be crazy about it, but we have, we have an oil burner. So very little contact with strawberries or coal, huh? Now, uh, Marshall, what do you think of Mrs. McLean's uh, story? Oh, I thought it was a very fine story. Yeah. Well, you're accustomed to trash. Now, uh... <laughs> No, that wasn't nice. I, I like the story. I thought it had a nice tender quality, too. Now, uh, Marshall, are you employed by the city or the county? Oh, neither one. I'm private enterprise. Pri- private, huh? Well, you're independent. You mean you won't pick up any trash that doesn't appeal to you, is that right? <laughs> He's a true collector, this fellow, huh? <laughs> now, how many homes do you service in a day, Marshall? Oh, make about 200 pickups a day. Really? I must be in the wrong business. <laughs> Made one in three weeks. Eh? <laughs> now, Mrs. Mack, would you be interested in Marshall's trash collection service? No, I don't believe so. Marshall, you've got a job. Sell Mrs. McLean your service. Go ahead. Well, Mrs. McLean, uh, we leave you a barrel first of all, so you can put everything in a barrel. And you can roll it to the curb. In a barrel, you can put leaves. Uh, oh, so many items: grass clippings and. Grass with a Well, you word. kids have just made $100 between you. You divide this between you, oh, huh? Oh, isn't that grass? Isn't that wonderful, huh? Mm-hmm. It just shows if you talk long enough, anything can happen around here. <laughs> well, how about it, Mrs. McLean? Are you sold on this pitch? Yes, but he doesn't go by my house. I'm sure he could arrange that. Where is your house? In Niagara Falls, Ontario. <laughs> well, on your next trip out here, bring your trash with you, Mrs. McLean. <laughs> Do your customers ever give you any trouble, Marshal? Uh, yes, every now and then uh, we hear about or we catch someone in the middle of the night sneaking out of the house and carrying their trash across the street or to their neighbors and dumping into the, the barrel. And what then... a shabby thing to do, huh? <laughs> now, uh, I think we've covered the trash situation pretty carefully. Unless there's something you'd like to add. You've got anything to say, uh, uh-huh. Marshall? How's the trash situation at your home? I do the same thing with mine as my neighbor does. I throw it in his barrel. 
Well, I think you two are going to make a lot of money as you go through life, and your paper profits will be wonderful on this route, uh, Marshal. Now, you're going to play your bet your life for $1,000. You run your $20 into more than our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the big question. I can't tell you how much they want, but Fenneman is, is offstage to remind our listeners. The dance instructor and the writing instructor are ahead with $20. Now, here we go. Let's see how high I can build your $20. You selected American meanings for English words as your category. Is that right? That's right. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? Talk right up to Ten dollars. Remember, you've got a hundred already. All right, they call it a lift. Uh, what do we call it? Elevator. Elevator is correct. And you folks are on your way. You have thirty dollars. Now you got thirty dollars. Remember, you're going for a thousand dollars tonight. Now, how much of the thirty will you try? Twenty. Twenty. All right, what are they talking about when they refer to ladders in reference to their clothing? Kind of tough, but... Take a stab at it, anyhow. Now, you were close. It's, uh, it runs in stockings. That's what they call it. They now have $10. Oh, the voice of doom here, huh? <laughs> well, you're down to $10. That's too bad. All right, you got, you're got. you going to bet your $10 on this one? Yes. All right, what is our word for suspend a belt? Braces. No. Suspend a belt. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Suspender belt. Yeah. I mean, the suspenders they In play? England, they call it a suspender belt. What do we call it? Uh, suspenders. Suspenders. No, Braces. no, no. I'm sorry. It's a girdle. <laughs> well, you've been, you, well, I'm not familiar you shouldn't have known that, but you should certainly have known that. I'm surprised at you. Did you spend less time in that soft coal, Mrs. Dear? <laughs> well, gotcha, these people went broke. Well, we can't let them go away. Absolutely nothing. not. We'll get a bad reputation. All so. right. Well, you've got that already, Fatima, but I have. Yeah. All right, here's one more chance to win some money. You get this one right, and we'll give you $10. And no help from the audience, please. In what city was the Boston Tea Party held? Boston. In Boston! <laughs> Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Fenneman, who's ahead? The uh, dance instructor and the unmarried man that worked at the stable mm-hmm. is ahead with $20. Do you know if that's true or not? I, I, no, I don't, but since you said it... He's ahead with $20. As much as you said it, I doubt it. <laughs> And our next couple has been off stage, so they, of course, don't know the secret word is grass. Just before we went on the air, Groucho, our studio audience selected a young lady who works in an employment agency, Miss Mildred Herodine. Mm-hmm. And her partner is a yacht broker, Mr. Charles Beauchamp. And here they are now. Folks, come on over here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the Soda Plymouth dealers, folks. And if you say the secret word, you'll spend $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mrs. Uh, uh, Herodine, is that right? That's right. Well, where are you from, Mildred? Salem, Massachusetts. Mr. Beauchamp, is that? You're, you're Beauchamp, a yacht broker. Yes, sir. Beauchamp, is it? You're a yacht broker, is yes, that right? Yes, that's my business. I thought you looked pretty crafty. <laughs> <laughs> well, where are you from, uh, Charlie, my boy? Iowa. Iowa, huh? Yeah. You're in the yacht business and you're from Salem, huh? That's right. You should be from Salem if you're in the yacht business. That's right. You do Salem, don't you? Oh, yes, once in a while. I'll scratch something out of this yacht, huh? <laughs> Uh, who do you work for, Mr. Beauchamp? Well, I'm in business for myself. I see. And, and how is business? Oh, very good. I can't complain. Well, would you if you could? <laughs> oh, I would. How many yachts do you sell? did you sell today? Oh, none today. Well, aren't people hoarding yachts these days? <laughs> you didn't sell any today, but business is good, huh? Yeah. How many don't you sell on a bad day? Well, you don't buy a yacht just like you go out and uh, buy a pound of hamburger, you know. Well, if the price of hamburger gets much higher, there won't be much difference. Huh? 
Now, Mildred, at your agency, do you fill any type of job, or do you just handle certain types? Just certain types. Would you be interested in my type, Mildred? Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Not so quick with the answer. <laughs> I, would have, I would have been flattered by just a little hesitation. <laughs> Obviously, you're not interested in handsome, dashing young men, eh? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> Something tells me my barber's been lying to me. Eh? <laughs> now, let's find out something about your business, Mr. Beauchamp. For example, just what, what is a yacht? Well, a yacht is a boat... Uh, that I know. I mean, uh, <laughs> of, uh, from, oh, I'd say 40 foot and running around $20,000 to $2 million. Really? And how many of these financial disasters have you sold this year? Huh? Well, I've turned over about 12. You've turned over 12 boats? Yes. <laughs> and you yeah. sold them anyway? <laughs> Suppose I bought a $2 million yacht now. Uh, where could I go in it? Oh, with a yacht of that size, you'd go anywhere you wanted to. Look pretty silly going up Wilshire Boulevard. <laughs> Well, suppose I, I, I just bought a cheap little thing, say around forty thousand dollars. Where could I go in that? Well, you could you could go to Catalina on weekends. That's about the only place you can go around here. That's about yeah. all you could do with a forty thousand dollar yacht. Go to Catalina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what you don't know about yachts, Mister Bosham? Huh? <laughs> I can go fishing too, you know. Huh? <laughs> Anything unusual ever happened to, to a yacht broker, Mister Bosham? Oh, yes, uh, quite often. It wasn't so very long ago. I was uh, showing a boat I just sold, and we'd been all through the boat, and he uh, he said, well, how is the running rigging on the boat? And I said, oh, it's just fine. It's all brand new. And as I said that, I leaned up against the boom, and the line just parted like that, and I fell in the bay. <laughs> and did they fish you out? Well, I fished myself out. The party that was buying the boat was quite a comedian. He looked down at me, and he said, well... Pardon me, can I get your hat for you? It was floating off down the bay. He wasn't a professional comedian, huh? <laughs> no, no, I think he was. <laughs> well, now tell me, uh, suppose you sell a yacht, let's say a $2 million job, now what do you get out of it? Oh, I get 10% off the top. You get 10% off the top? Doesn't the poor sucker get, even get a poop deck for his $2 million? <laughs> Why would anyone need a yacht broker, Commodore? Why, what's to stop me from going out and buying a yacht? Besides money, I mean, uh, how do you earn your 10%? Well, first I uh, know that the boat is all right, that there's no worms or dry rot in it, and that it's a good, clean deal. What do you mean by a clean deal? Well, (laughs) no uh, dirty bills. What's a dirty bills? Is that what you get at the first of the month? (laughs) What's the most luxurious yacht you have ever handled? Uh, I was... One that uh, was built on the Great Lakes. That's a very modern, ultra-modern, streamlined uh, design. There's about ten staterooms. They're all double staterooms. And they have real deep, thick rugs throughout the boat. And, in fact, uh, you could, a fellow could walk through the, that rug with a hole in his pants. You couldn't even see it. And what the, was that? <laughs> <laughs> you could walk through what? That rug. Yeah, how? With a hole in the seat of his pants, and you couldn't even see it. They're so deep. Guy buys a yacht for $2 million, and he's got a hole in his pants. Right? <laughs> that fellow's not a very shrewd businessman. <laughs> now, how much a month would it cost to operate a scow like that? 
Oh, it would run about $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. That's for two pair of pants, I suppose, huh? <laughs> now, Mildred, uh, just how do you go about finding the right girl for the right job? Now, suppose I wanted a girl and called you up. Uh, what, what would you do? Well, uh, I'd uh, ask you some questions first. <laughs> I thought that was a catcher. <laughs> I want a redhead with nice eyes and one who is a whiz at keeping her figures in line. Now, how about it? Well, um, does that secretary have to be a fast typist? Well, not too fast. I should be able to catch her after about the third one. <laughs> well, you've been an interesting couple, and uh, I think I'll find my own secretary. But we're happy to have you here anyhow. Now, you're going to play your bet your life, and you beat our other two couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question. Now, I can't tell you how much the other couple's won, but Fenneman is offstage to remind our listeners. The dance instructor and the writing instructor are still leading with $20. Now, let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected birds and animals, male and female, as your category. Mm-hmm. Now, here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you risk? Ten. All right, Mildred? Ten. All right. Cow is the female. What is the male? Heifer, isn't it? Bull. <laughs> bull. A bull is right. That, uh, you agree with that, I'm sure. <laughs> Well, you folks are on your way. I have $30. The fellow's been on a yacht. He certainly knows a lot about cattle, huh? <laughs> Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the 30 will you try? You, t- you try this thing. I'll try 15. All right. What do you call a female deer? A doe. A doe is right, and you want some right there. Huh? Yes, they're climbing now. I have $45. Well, you got a lot of dough. You got a lot of, you got $45. Here's your third question. Now, how much of the 45 20 20 Okay. Are you looking at him for advice or just admiringly? <laughs> what are you, $20? What do you call a female pig? Sow. A sow is correct. Oh, you're really talking now. $65. She knows more about sows than cows, huh? <laughs> All right, you got $65. Now, how much are you going to try the $65? You guess it this time. Let's try $25. 25 All right, what do you call a male goose? A gander. A gander is correct. <laughs> And they wind up with a grand total of $90. They're the they are the winners. That means that you, too, get a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question. <laughs> Friends, I think you'll agree that you get the best job done when you go to a specialist. Well, when you need service of any kind for your car, take it to a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Because there you'll find specialists in the field of service. You'll like the quick, speedy service DeSoto Plymouth dealers will give you. They have factory-trained mechanics who work with the most modern equipment. Right on hand, they have a large supply of factory-engineered and inspected Mopar parts. This means you're on your way quickly without needless waiting. So next time your car needs service... Take it to the place you know you'll get the work of specially trained men. Drive in at the sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. I thought they did it very well this time. (laughs) And here's our winning couple, Groucho, the lady from the employment agency and the yacht broker, all ready for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Well, this will seem like small potatoes to you after that $2 million commission. <laughs> but I'm sure you can use the 500 if you win, brother. All right, here we go for $1,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. And think carefully, and please no help in the audience. Here it is. It's a long one. Think carefully. Just 100 years ago, a unique republic was founded. 
Their official language is English. They use the dollar as a medium of exchange. And the country was founded by a settlement of citizens from the United States. What country is it that is so much like our own in government? All right, what is the answer you two have decided upon? No, I'm sorry. It's Liberia. So that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, uh, you did you did pretty well. Let's see. You lost the big money, but uh, how much did you win? You won how much? $90, $90 in the quiz? $90 in the quiz, yes. And uh, no secret word? No secret word. Well, that isn't secret. bad for a half hour's work, $90. <laughs> Congratulations, and thanks to both of you. Thank you. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Just be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a tip from the National Safety Council about good highway habits. Don't save the checkup of your windshield wipers for a rainy day. You Bet Your Life is produced by Don Goodell. Transcribed from Hollywood, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Someone really got excited about that first gentleman being from Canada. Don't know what exactly is so exciting about Canada. All I know, it's a place I can get a $1,200 haircut. I want to take a moment, just a brief moment, to remind you that coming up on Wednesday, October 30th, it's our second annual War of the Worlds event where we'll be playing the classic drama live. This year, we'll be doing it on Facebook. So join us on Facebook. It all begins at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device, through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com 
or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. And speaking of the Vintage Club members, this weekend it's the romance of Sweden's Queen Christina and Antonio, the Spanish ambassador. It's from the MGM Theater of the Air, and it's called Queen Christina. The Shadow returns on Monday, and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For iLevelTimeRadio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.